Life's an adventure, and it's waiting. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge. At ST Bank, they know life's for the living. That's why ST Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home, planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, ST Bank is here to help. Learn how ST Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com. Member FDIC. ST Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by JD Power. For JD Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. He throws the ball in the pit, and the Steelers play takeaway. Cam Sutton with another big play on fourth and one. Tackles Matt Freedom before he can get started with that lateral pass. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. What a play by Cam Sutton right at that moment. And it's a boss Tuesday, by the way. If you couldn't tell, listen to the music coming in. Jacob is doing a great job keeping us together. And we got the boss flowing in and out of all breaks, all things associated with this show. You got to love that. But, Max, I got to tell you something. Cam Sutton, you know, is anybody arguing about the fact they let Steve Nelson go? And, I, hey, I was a Steve Nelson fan. You know, I was a Cam Sutton fan and a Steve Nelson. But there's, I don't hear anybody saying, wow, the Steelers made a mistake letting, uh, you know, Steve Nelson go with the performance put in in the opener by Cam Sutton. No, I, I think that that's kind of, you know, what you always – the gift and the curse, right, uh, of a new season. You know, you <laughs> – and especially as teammates, um, as fans, you you like to think about what was last year. What were some of the great things about last year? Why would they? Why would this piece be be uh, be given up or sacrificed for this piece? But when you watch the game, when you watch this, you're saying, you know, hey, Steve's in a good place. He's in a better place, right? He's right. he's in Philly, and he's. Yeah, cheesesteaks, no permanis. <laughs> but uh, they got a victory. I'll take permanis any day over them cheesesteaks, I tell you, dead gummit. I, uh, I can't go down that. <laughs> but, but I will say I do love a good permanis. Um, I love cheesesteaks, I'm not going to lie. I okay. absolutely love them. The good thing is that Pepe's beats out any cheesesteak in Philly. Oh, That's yeah. The one thing oh, I yeah. That, oh, good move. Nice yeah. move there. So... Um, but when I look at it, I'm like, no, you're not missing it because you get something different. Steve was good, 
But Steve also had his bugaboos, right? I'm sure we're going to see some bugaboos from Cam Sutton. But what you got in return, the players that you can now rotate through as opposed to sacrificing that much money, you don't get Trey Norwood, Arthur Millette, James Pierre, right? Right. if If you pay Steve Nelson, you have less resources available to you. And right now, having that flexibility in that secondary to have that many guys that you can roll through is an advantage. So right now you're like, ah, so, uh, you know, hey, Steve, hey, it's a free market enterprise, right? You know, hey, go go where your money is. You have a certain, you know, timeline that you can make this type of money. Go get it. But it's just not here. It's right. just not here. Sorry. Sorry. We don't have that. We have other things. And it's allowed for a lot of these younger guys to shine. And Cam Sutton was on that stage uh, on Sunday. I keep wanting to say yesterday. (laughs) But to play the slot, to play the outside corner, to move around, travel with receivers, to be that spot guy to say, hey, you got him, and travel with him. Oh, we're in nickel. Boom, you got a bump inside. Okay, no problem, boss. I got it. I could take Emmanuel Sanders. I could take Cole Beasley. I could take any of the guys that you throw at me. I got you. And that was something. And then – the instinctual nature oh, in yeah. those fourth downs. The instincts, right? I mean, that sixth sense, the ball hawk gene, all of that was present, and it was so great to see that on display. And that was a – you know, we already knew Cam Sutton was good, but that was like a coming out party for him in situational awareness, and he absolutely aced the test. You know, one of the things that you talk about is having game brains, which to me, I mean – Game, whether you say you're heading that sixth sense, which I believe in, I believe ball players develop that. It's like a samurai sixth sense, you know, or the game brains that you get when, you know, X's and O's move. All right. You, you got them on the chalkboard, you got them in your playbook, but those things move. And guys that have experience and understand the game, you know, the most dangerous man, as you were talking about earlier with you and Juicy on the offensive line, well, that exists in all formats of the game for you know what defensive backs defensive linemen those sorts of things and you got to consider what is the most dangerous of what's going could possibly occur now you go back to that fourth and one and cam was split out with a receiver who came in motion back in and he comes back in to the line of scrimmage and takes up the end man on the line defensively now he sits out there and he he's got an idea of something's going on all right uh, whether it's Josh Allen tipping that he's not going to go for on the fourth and one for a dive or whatever, but he sits out there, and as soon as he sees that ball coming Breida's way, now let's remember, Matt Breida clocked a 22-point-something miles per hour on an 80-yard run a couple of years ago, had the fastest time in the NFL a couple of yard, a years, uh, yeah, a couple of years ago. So you got to – I mean, that's a lot of open field, brother. I mean, you've got to be on your P's and Q's, dot your I's and T's, come across that line of scrimmage, beat Gilliam, the, the fullback, to the to the spot and bring down Breida before he can even begin to start moving forward. Seven-yard loss. That's a spectacular play by Camp Sutton, as you said. It's on instinct because they saw that in the preseason, but they didn't see that pitch. All they saw was Josh Allen giving the ball to Gilliam, the fullback. They didn't see the pitch to the outside trying to get the back in wide open spaces. No, they didn't, but Cam did. Yeah. <laughs> True word. And, and, that, and, that, and that's what makes the difference. He saw it. Doesn't matter if anybody else saw it. He saw it, 
and he made the play. He sold out to make sure that he got that guy in the ground behind the line of scrimmage, and he did it twice. In key situations, we could have turned the tide of the game, especially when we know how hostile Highmark Stadium was and those Buffalo Bill fans, right? Your, 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 your native locals, your, 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 your neighbors from, from, from long ago there, Wolf. But yes, it was just – it was a thing of beauty – and I just remember me on the sidelines. I was jumping up and down. I, I started pointing at the fans, you know, because I, of course, was a very reserved player. And I never yeah, you were. I never allowed my emotions to ever, ever get to me at any point during a game. But it brought that out because it was just one of those where you're just like, boom, there it is. He got it. I mean, to to diagnose, it gave me th- my, my old Troy Palomalu feels, right? It gave me Tennessee third and goal. And trying to run a quarterback dive. And what does Troy do? Troy's like, I'm not going to play back. I'm going to go right to the line of scrimmage and line up next to Casey Hampton. And then I'm going to jump over oh the entire goodness. offensive yes. line and make a you – know, like, it, it gave you those type of feelings when you saw that. Like, he knew what the play was before the quarterback did. He did, and it was, and it was, and it was a special moment. And and those are the, those are the moments that just get you so charged up for the season about what can be, because you have guys out there that have a high football IQ and can diagnose and also retrieve as soon as as soon as they think it. You know, it's amazing because Mike Tomlin refers to it as the. By the way, you are you know you you are blue collar, but with a touch of effervescence, my friend. That would be you, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you see Cam Sutton out there. I mean, his see do is Mike Tomlin refers to it. You see it, then you do's it. I mean, that was outstanding. Uh, I mean, again, you go back and watch that play. He was across the line of scrimmage and getting after Brita before that Gilliam could could nail him coming out in motion, the fullback to block him. And what an outstanding play because if you look at it, it's pretty lean and clean out to that outside there. I was just impressed, um, again, with his instinctual ability to know that, oh, this is not – you know, you see Allen sitting there, and he's just – he's like doing the running man in place. You know I mean? He's not doing anything <laughs> there. And and I, I would think everybody would just go zooming in, you know, thinking it's going to be that sneak. And obviously that's what Brian Dayball, the offensive coordinator, was thinking for the Buff Bills, who, by the way, he's taking some heat up in Buffalo, as you imagine, could well imagine, and, and not just going, hey, just do quarterback sneak. Well, yeah, I mean, because let's face it, the first fourth and one, right, they punt. Right, right. When it, it was, it, you know, it was midfield on the plus side of the field, you're like, okay, this is a no-brainer fourth and one when you have a big guys. Then you don't go for it on fourth and three. But then the first time you decide to go for it on fourth down, fourth and nine. What? Oh, yeah, yeah. Whoops. And then after that, then now you're now you're playing catch up, right? Oh, we got on a fourth and three. Boom, Cam Sutton. Oh, we got another fourth and one. Let's get real crazy. Let's do a double pass. They'll never expect it. <laughs> Boom, dump, negative three again. You know, I mean, I mean it was it, so it 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 didn't match up with the situational awareness uh, from 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 a, a coordinator standpoint, right? Because it's like we get why you went for it in those situations late in the game, but early in the game when you decided to go for more manageable fourth downs you chose not to you negated it and then realize you're getting behind now you gotta press it but you press it in the wrong situations it's like having two three and five card poker right 
Okay. You know, you're playing stud. You're waiting. You're, you, you got, I don't know anything about those card games. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, don't worry. Steelers Nation does. <laughs> okay. You got you got two, three in your hand, but they're showing like queen, jack, ten, and you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna hit it here. What are you going <laughs> to hit? What are you going to hit? Why haven't you folded yet? And you go all in on that fourth and nine as though it's going to be one card that's going to really help you out, and you have a bad hand. That's what they did in that situation. So I just look at it, and I'm just like, yeah, Brian Daybold deserves that heat because it didn't match up to the game flow when he should have done it. You know, you're exactly correct. I, I The thing I will say, Sean McDermott, now you think about this. He was tied last year for the most uh, aggressive going forward on fourth down situations uh, in the NFL. So it's not something that's unexpected, but it's how it played out just as you laid it out, my friend. Uh, that That's the surprising part, that you would bypass the fourth and ones, the fourth and three, and your first one is a fourth, fourth and nine. I mean, nothing like stacking the odds against yourself and then, you know, saying, yeah. okay, I call your bluff. Yeah, Well, it, it is. a yeah. lot of confidence. There's true. That's true. You know, that that is. Could it be a little too much confidence? I mean, one of the things you wonder about – you know, going into Buffalo, there's been so much, you know, here we go, Buffalo, you know, Super Bowl type thing. And that city, of course, is starving for a Super Bowl trophy, especially after the 90s where they, you know, the four falls of Buffalo, which, uh, you know, I feel for them. I mean, to go four Super Bowl trips in a row, which was unbelievable. I mean, that's still remarkable in every way, even though the fact that you didn't get a Super Bowl trophy um, – you know, I, I just – you know that they were Super Bowl crazy, and I just wonder if they were a little too over-aggressive. I, I think it was, you know, and everybody can point to, hey, you know, you got to have – you know, the C.O. Jones has to has to be full and flowing at that moment. But in that moment, I'm just like, no, nah, they – yeah, back back a little bit. Like, let's <laughs> use this in a better way, um, especially when you know that if I turn it over downs, I'm turning it over midfield to the Steelers, who – We've been keeping in the entire first half behind the 50-yard line. Like, they weren't managing offense, but you give them that that big strike ability because they do have receivers, they do have offense that can pop you. Why give them better field position um, than they've already had had you just punted it away and pinned them deep? Because we knew they struggled when they were backed up. Um you know, in that first half. Right. And so to do it at that, really give them some momentum and give them some, you know, you don't want to give the other team any fodder or any glimmer of hope, and they did that. Well, hey, you're exactly correct. All right, we'll be back with more. It's Wolf and Starks in the locker room. Get your phone, to, uh, get them out. It's 412-919-1316. We'll be back after this, and we'll start taking your calls. ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio.
31 to go. He gets the shotgun snap. He's back. He's going to run. He's going to be hit by Cam. And guess what? He's in a bear hug, and he can't escape. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back, everybody. It's Wolf and Starks. Right here, ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Numbers 412-919-1316. We're going to go to the phones. They're stacking up. First one out of the blocks. It's CR in Chicago. CR, come ahead, my friend. What's going on, brothers? How you doing? CR, Steelers Nation, Chicago. It is a great day today to be on the phone with you guys. What's going on, brother Stark? I'm doing good. Cannot complain, CR. It's all good in, in Arizona. <laughs> All right. Hey, brother, I just want to tell you what's going on. We got a thing here called Inside the Locker Room, Dirty Dozen Plus, and uh, we've got uh, uh, 29 uh, states uh, uh, plus Guam, plus we got uh, uh, Sarcastic George is in a place called uh, Unknown. Yeah. Uh, we've got uh, <laughs> 105 uh, different um uh, people uh, on board, and last year we had uh, 313 phone calls, brother. You know what? CR wow. is our resident statistician for in the locker room. He does a great job at it. All right, CR, what do you got, brother? Oh, I'm just excited to, to be on here and um, just going over the game yesterday, uh, looking at the, the different the different parts. That I still think it's a complete game. I think everybody uh, played a role there. I like the fact that all these rookies were on here. And the last time we had that many rookies starting in a game, it was in 74, and that was uh, Super Bowl number one. Ooh. So uh, it remains to be seen. I'm very excited about what's going on. I know it was the first game, uh, but uh, for the guys to be under that kind of pressure and everybody going against I think the coaches did an outstanding job. And I think uh, it, it's uh, uh, remaining to be seen uh, what, what takes place next. What do you think? Well, you know, the Raiders are up next. We're going to see what what this team's got. You know, here we go. You got an opportunity to get up 2-0 and and get a little mojo rolling in the early part of this season. It's going to be important that the offense continues to unpack what they need to do. That running game's got to come along. But we saw the running game come out and do what it needed to do when it needed to do it, which was late in the game. Max, you know, when you get down in that fourth quarter, you want to punch him in the mouth. And that was a nice, uh, what, 18-yard run by Najee to set up a touchdown? No, it was a great run. I think even more so to establish the interior run game, to run between the tackles. Because the first half, we saw a lot of zone, right? We Mm -hmm. saw a lot of stretch plays. And that wasn't now that might be conducive later in the season. The matchups have to match up, right? You need bigger guys in the middle, not necessarily so many undersized quick guys that you can effectively run that on. But in the second half, they made that adjustment. Right. And they started running at them, allowing these guys to put double teams on smaller bodies. And that's where you saw them started to really inflict their will uh, on the opponent. And I thought it was great, like you said, to close out a game, right? That's punishing football when you can keep it on the ground and finish out the game in those waning minutes where it could be tight, it could turn over. You put it on the backs of the big guys. You throw the yoke around their neck and tell them to drag the plow. <laughs> and that's what they did when it mattered. Yeah. Hey, one last thing, guys, though. These first two games are extremely important because they're both AFC games. And in the final analysis, uh, AFC uh, position is going to be very, very important. Comment. 
I'm sorry I missed that, CR. I said these these first two games are AFC oh, games. Yes, absolutely. And the final analysis, those are going to be extremely important based on position. No question about it. You want to be able to yeah. make sure that you nail these games down because those are the games that come back to bite you at the end of the season if you don't take care of your business in your division. Yeah, it, All right, it, guys, it I'm matters in the AFC got, dominance. You know, we got the rest of the people out there in the field that, that want to holler. Uh, uh, Circus George and uh, Juan and all the guys. So, hey, guys, hello. We appreciate you. Let's get ready to make something happen in the 2021 season. And in closing, as we always say, in the meantime and in between time, here we go, Steelers. Here we go. Thank you, CR. Appreciate you, brother. Checking in from Steelers Nation Chicago. We're going to go out to the West Coast. Ernesto in Long Beach. Not short beach, not a wide beach, but Long Beach. How are you, Ernesto? Good morning, Wolf. Good morning. Uh, good morning, Scott. Good, good morning, morning to you, brother. Hey, I just want to um, say Cam Hayward had a really good game. Um, he was one of the main guys uh, side TJ getting up in there and uh, uh, making Allen uh, throw that ball. And, uh, uh you know, just like a lot of people um, don't really talk a lot about Cam Hayward, but man, that, that he's getting better over time. He's like that fine wine. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he is, Ernesto. Think about it: fifty-six snaps, twelve pressures. Max and I are offensive linemen. That's a nightmare. Your man gives up, gets twelve pressures. That's that's an absolute nightmare. You cannot. You 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 don't. You you want to maybe fake a an aneurysm going into the meeting room to the film room. You don't want to watch this film. You know, I mean, this is something. This this is a bad day at Blackrock if you are uh, the guy that was blocking uh, Cam Hayward. He, That's just horrible. Find, was he finding the pigeon? <laughs> yeah, I think he. I, you know what? Cam Hayward can make even the the good ones, the excellent ones, be a become a pigeon. That's how good he is. Um, I want to talk about a. Uh how good the defense looks at 100% healthy. It's, uh, I love it. And uh, the additions that uh, Colbert brought in during the offseason, I think a really big one was uh, one of the linebackers that we got, uh, what's his name, Joe Schobert. I think uh, he he, uh, he lets us do different things on defense that we couldn't do before. And it's him and it's also, uh, you know, the return of uh, Bush. You know, with both of those guys on defense back, uh, I really feel like that interior part of the defense got a lot better. No question about it, Max. You know you were a Schobert fan when he came over, and I know you're a Devin yeah. Bush fan too. Yeah, no, I mean, what Joe Schobert brings to the table, he's quietly been one of the top five backers every single year. He just doesn't he's get He's a pro the, bowler. He's a pro yeah, bowler. he's a pro bowler. And he had, and his stats are better than Fred Warner's, and we saw what Fred Warner got. So um, I think that that's that's really important. He gives a knowledge and a toughness and just a football IQ that allows you to do more things uh, flexibility wise in the defense. Ernesto, we got to go to break, buddy. Thank you for checking right, in. I hope we'll hear more from you, my friend. All right, goodbye, goodbye. All right, Ernesto, checking in from. California Steelers Nation, Long Beach, out there. Okay, it's Wolf and Starks. We'll be back with more after this.
is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. All right, it's the last segment coming up right here with me and Max in the locker room right here. And we're going to go to the phones again. The, well, forget the number because we got so many people. We're going to try to bang out as many calls as we can. Here we go. Let's go to Florida with Miss Maureen. Miss Maureen, you're in the locker room with Starks and Wolf. Wolf. I don't know if you remember me and Brittany from um you you were at the women's camp. We always see you every every year at Steeler camp. We uh been coming for thirty years and we uh came this year but we didn't get to see you. Um first of all I wanted to say I'm I'm sorry, haven't got another angel on September fourth, but yes. how lucky to have that friendship. And I would like to welcome Max. Go Gators. We're big Gators. My husband played baseball at Florida. My son graduated with Tebow. And I got thrown out of Florida. So we're Gators here. <laughs> there um, we go. <laughs> go Gators. Yeah, so, here we go. <laughs> so I welcome you. I welcome you, Max. We watched you. We watched you at Florida. We watched you for years at, at our camp. So um, I want to say you guys are right on about the defense. Even Ben said that um, – they kept us in the game, and they shut out Diggs, so I was happy about that. Um, also, shout out that the Ravens lost. Glad about that. But my main thing I want to say, sorry, I want to talk quick because I, I'm so tired of Ben not getting credit. And I know you guys gave him credit yesterday, and I thank you. But I know you had Bob on there today. I'm kind of disappointed at the Steelers Digest and the Post-Gazette. Everybody picked the Bills, and how'd that work out for them? <laughs> um, everybody picked them, and all they talked about at the beginning of the game is Josh Allen, Josh Allen, and all they could say about Ben is he's 39. I'm sick of it. How did that work out for everybody that Josh is so young? I'm tired of it. Ben needs to be talked about with Mahomes, Brady, Mace. I mean, Mayfield, what a joke. And they, they I'll, I'll put Ben up against any of those guys right now today. I think Ben's awesome. I just... I'm so tired of him not getting the acknowledgement and the credit that he deserves. And I'm really, I don't know what to say. All the sportscasters can't even talk about him. They're just so negative. And I, I, I just, I don't understand. No ben, problem. Ben, Let him have the chip on his shoulder, Maureen. Okay. Cause he's going to, he's going to be playing the whole season long. Let Ben have that chip on his shoulder. He's great. He ain't, he knows it. He ain't, ain't got to worry about it. None. Okay. He's the love you guys all right I, um, I hope we get to see you next year we missed you this year appreciate we, you we so much it. maureen we're gonna roll on thank you for coming in the locker room though thank you so much let's go to los angeles we got nathaniel nathaniel you're in the locker room hey wolf hello how you doing brother doing well you say hello me? to max yes hey max welcome to hey, uh in the locker room brother uh good you to know, be the here last time i talked to the last time I talked to you, uh, Wolf and, and, and Tunch was like I guess last year near early part of the season. Yes. And Tunch had Tunch had asked me he wanted to go uh hiking in Joshua Tree. Mm-hmm. And 
Yeah, and I told him I just go to the local mountains, you know, around. But, Absolutely. Um, you know, I I, I miss him, and yes. I know, and I'm I'm want to send my condolences to you. I know, you know, missing a or losing a close friend like that. I I've lost one myself, so you know, I just want to uh, you know pass that along to you. Thank you. He's and, with um, Jesus, and he is feeling no more pain, no more tears, no more sorrow. And I, as I said uh, before the game, uh, I will see him again. You know. Yeah. So. And and I remember at the time that was at the time when you know the yes. diagnosis uh, came down and you know I acknowledged it then and he said you know I got this you know so anyway um, and then the thing about Joshua Tree I told him I said you know I think that's up north but actually Joshua I I, I researched it because I, I didn't <laughs> know at the time Joshua Tree is out there near Palm Springs in the desert and uh, you know this you know that's. 400 degree temperatures. Out. I don't want to be in no desert. So there you go. All right, hey, Nathaniel. Hey, hey, hey cal- calm down about <laughs> yeah. deserts. Oh, that's right. But, Max is down. Hey, I'll, I'll call again. I know you got other callers, uh, Wolf, but you know, you and Max, Max, welcome. And, you know, you. go Steelers. And, you know, we'll talk again. Thank you so much, Nathaniel. And one thing you got to remember, Max is here because not only is he a great personality on the air, but Tunch loved him too. You know, and uh, there's nobody better to step up than uh, Max Starks into the locker room. So thank you so much for that call. Let's go to Wallace in Ohio. Wallace, you're in the locker room. Hello, Wallace. Are you there? Hello. Hello. Welcome. There we go. Hello. Hello. Good to be here. How you doing, Wolf? Doing well. Say hello to Max. Hello, Wallace. Are you there? Did we lose you, buddy? Okay, he dropped. Let's go to the top of the order. We got Jason. Yeah, I'm sorry, (laughs) Wallace. We'll we'll try to get you maybe calling tomorrow, brother. We got Jason in New Hampshire to try and quote the great Tunchilkin. That was fantastic. Uh, You know, uh, I hope you can hear me now. (laughs) Yes, we got you now. Max, it's awesome to have you in here, brother. I used to love watching you just uh, rumble in, the, in every single game. Um, I got a quick story for you. Uh, Wolf, remember when you and Tunch were talking last year about uh, where he likes to have some of his Turkish Mediterranean food and whatnot? You guys had discussed Ali Han. Yes. And uh, you also discussed Baba Ganoush. Yes. Well, I, I took my now fiance. I just got engaged this past week. Congratulations. Uh, Thank you very much. I took her uh, down Fourth of July weekend to Pittsburgh. She's never been. And oh no, Jason, we're losing you. You got to stand. Serious? Yeah, you got to stand at the top of the mountain up in New Hampshire. There, you can't go down in the valleys. <laughs> oh, we're losing you, Jason. I'm sorry, buddy. All right, All right we got one last guy in Georgia. Uh, <laughs> Hey, Georgia man, Mr. Jap, come in. Hey. How you doing? Hey, brother Wolf. I'm good. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing good, brother. Say hello to our new guy, Max. Howdy, Mr. Max. Let's max out the airways on the show this year. <laughs> there we go. That's what I'm hoping to do. <laughs> That's what we do in the locker room. Low-hanging fruit, baby. <laughs> Uh, speaking about fruit, I know a subject that's near, well, let's go with the more deer, 
uh, subject to you. And I, whenever I think about our friends, I hear this song in my head, uh, "Absent Friends." Yeah. And I, I couldn't speak without. Um, I miss him. Yes. I, I, I listen to you guys a lot. I call in occasionally, but I, I miss him. I'm um, with you, brother. But miss welcome him every Matt. day. Yes. Thank you. Then Thank you. I know a, and I know a, another subject that's near and dear to your heart, a little below your heart. Let's talk food. Oh yeah. What do you uh, got? We got less than two minutes, Jeff. We got to go ahead. Tell me about your food. Okay, all right. I, I, I'll talk fast. I want to take a wee bit of credit. Our defense was immense, but. I made some wings. I know we played <laughs> Buffalo, and you have the right mojo. Yeah. So I made some wings. They were bomb. Homemade wings, homemade sauce, grew the peppers, grew the tomatoes, <laughs> and they were off the chain. And I knew. I ate them the day before. I ate some that day, and I knew our boys needed all the help they could get. Anyway, I got a question for this next week. What's that? Uh, we're playing the boys from the desert. We're playing the boys from the desert. So is the right mojination going to be armadillo eggs? Wow, Max, we got less than 45 seconds to go. Is is that is that the mojination, armadillo eggs? I, I wouldn't go with armadillo eggs. Uh, I would definitely say it's Vegas. They have everything. It, it, it's dealer's choice at that point. Whatever you got in the fridge, <laughs> make a concoction because they got it all in Vegas, and I've tried it all. <laughs> all right. Thanks so much, Jeff. Look at all right, we got less than 30 seconds. Max, great show today, my friend. So good to be with you. What a pleasure and what a joy. You know what? So much fun. I can't wait. That, that I think we should do it again tomorrow. And You're wrong. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds very good. Folks, we know that you got a lot of choices out there. We thank you so much for joining us in the locker room. Greatly appreciated, and uh, we love you all. And Stick around for the Mike Tomlin press conference coming up. And I will say this, you know, uh, as my dad used to say all the time, you know, uh, pass the ketchup, Muttonhead. We'll see you tomorrow. Life's an adventure, and it's waiting. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge. At ST Bank, they know life's for the living. That's why ST Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home, planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, ST Bank is here to help. Learn how ST Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com. Member FDIC. ST Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by JD Power. For JD Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards.